Beep, boop, 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 boop. Beep. <laughs> what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Hope you guys have enjoyed the recent episodes of Awkward Tea Party. Welcome to the Awkward Tea Party. This is the party of Awkward Teas. Uh, I'm your host. Oh <laughs> Don't forget host. to moisturize your tea zone first. Um. <laughs> I'm your host, Emery Bernardo, owner of a social media company and a dance company. And I, well, I'm going to go, I'm about to go off. But here's Max. I too am about to go off. We're about to go off. off. And we're going to go off. We're about off. to go on a cypher. Be we're boys. Gonna go off. We're going to go on a cypher. Get down. Get off. Nope. Leave it on the floor. <laughs> nope. Take it to the he streets. Said... Take nope. it to the streets. Nope. Step it up. And Step then... up to the streets. <laughs> and then I'm gone. Starring no, Chris, whatever his name is. I, I was going to say Chris Hansen. No, that wasn't it. So, Chris Hardwick. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> I've been I've been suffering hard lately, guys. Oh, my it's God. A terrible, terrible thing that's happened to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've only been using one monitor for the past 12 hours soon to be 24 hours <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i've been using two monitors for like the past few years and going back to one is just sucks it's it's thing. Thing this sucks first world problems it's first world problems yeah i i ordered like my adapter for what my my computer went out and it's been like it was freaking out and doing video editing and graphic design and all this other stuff you know, it's easy. It, You're going to need at least two. It feels easier with two. And then with the amount of things you're trying to flip through, especially with the work I'm trying to do, it just helps. But yeah, I've just, it's just been hard, guys. You don't understand oh the pain God. that I have been dealing with. This is bigger than anything. This is bigger than oh. Jesus' second coming. I'm not punching. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, First of all, Jesus ain't real. <laughs> well, I I think he's real enough. If he's in, a, if he's real, if if there's a BC and AD, when was that hap- instituted? What the Byzantine Empire during that era? So if, if he, if yeah, he, well, how how was science doing back then? True, but it's like at the same time, if but it doesn't mean just because there wasn't science or there was I mean, still science. The Jesus I mean, Jesus that everybody was thinking is thinking about, you know, the miracle worker turning water into wine guy. I don't think that's real. There might have been some dude that's preaching a bunch of good shit out yeah. there. People are probably like, just fever dreaming. Yeah, if anything, lying. you know, the the brand is very similar to like how the America's branding around across the world was like the American dream, all that stuff. I feel like it, it, a lot of the Not stories real. about him were just like blown up through the whole telephone kind of thing. Uh, just to, but so if either he one is a real miracle worker, two he's a crazy sociopath or psychopath that convinced everyone he's a miracle worker, or three, you know, an, he's an, just a an good entire guy. continent, an, an entire continent had a fever dream. Yeah, or like you know, because at that time it's. Most of the time, more people back then were more spiritual, not exactly driven to science because they're more, I guess, accustomed to the whole spiritual sense. So it would make sense for them to draw these type of conclusions. Oh, this guy's a miracle worker, yada, yada, yada. And then all these other stories would be start being made up. There's not exactly fact checkers. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he either whether he was a miracle worker or not, his impact in terms of quote unquote time, BC and AD or BCE or <laughs> CE, 
all that BC stuff. Red Bull BC one. Yeah, Red Bull BC one. The only BC <laughs> he, that matters. He's made that kind of real, but at the same time, you know the I the I kind of feel like the Jesus would be relatable to a lot of people in the in the sense of he's a he was against the 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 government or the 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 I guess tyrannical rule. He hung out the homeless. He was not this. Bible See, that's for the logical the... good people. The ones that like, are like all about Jesus are the ones that are like, you know, believe in God. I don't need a mask because I have Jesus. I'm like, okay, good luck. Yeah, those the the ones that are like damning other people are the ones that are waiting for some sort of miracle, you know, <laughs> from him. I think are out of touch with the reality in many ways. I kind of like like that version of jesus where he was kind of a badass like standing up against authority like even but but wrecking a church wrecking a church you know and people saying protesting <laughs> violent protests like he, he protested against it turning his the temple into a den of themes all that stuff yeah, he didn't I actually like, give uh, a shit he actually normally didn't give a shit about the temples because he was just like whatever wherever i go is the temple because it was, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing? And people of authority, very much like now, are feeling threatened by people who are speaking up. So I feel Jesus like... Jesus was a socialist. Yeah. <laughs> For the people. He was. He fed, he, fed, he, fe he fed everyone loaves of bread with what is it, or the manna uh, that allowed them, no. that allowed everyone to start casting spells. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you can roll for Arcana, the... you can like... <laughs> See, you're talking about video games. I'm talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> so he gave everyone mana, so which is why you know all these stories about dragons came from him just fucking this everything, the whole lore up. And <clears throat> yeah, anyways. Uh, okay, so anyway, one, first world problems. The what happened last week? We were trying to. We originally had planned to bring on some more guests last week, <laughs> but that was completely obliterated. Obliterated. By Mother Nature, by um, and, uh, tropical storm. Yeah, so I see, see yes, yeah. Yeah. that Ma rocked the East Coast. Max was out of, was out of electricity and internet for a while. Uh, no Take power for a day and a half. I had no power for a day and a half, and I had no internet for about five ish days. So we would, didn't have power. Like I had no choice but to like not work because. Duh. <laughs> mm. I couldn't work at all, and I was trying to conserve my battery for it. So I wasn't about to, like, just, you know, start working and, like, you know, get myself into, like, another phone conversation. It's, like, whatever. And we all were, like, out of power anyway, so we none of us had any choice at that matter. So it wasn't like I was the only one that was, like, screwed over. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, the next day, some people started getting power back. Except for me. <laughs> Like at least mm -hmm. on my, on my team, so I was doing, I was trying to do some work as much as possible through my phone, and then my aunt offered us to, you know, charge some stuff and then, you know, use her electricity because she had power, mm -hmm. to bring our rice over and make rice. The, the important stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So Amazing. so while we were there, yeah. <laughs> so when uh, so we were there, we were just like I was charging my power bank, charging my phone because I didn't have a laptop to bring with me because I don't have one. I wasn't, you know, like still, I wasn't working at full capacity yet. Like I was somewhere with like Wi-Fi. <laughs> so that was good enough. Um, still working with my phone. 
and then we got back here and then we got power back at the house so we were like all right cool but still no internet so to try to keep working i had to hotspot my phone was a hotspot for you know to work which was fine for a little bit and then all of a sudden i get like a text from t-mobile saying you've used x amount of your hotspot slash tethering data we're gonna throttle you know at 128 kbps jesus christ so that was that's barely anything so i just decided not to bother um with it and you know technically i can design stuff i have all the assets i need on my drive like and i've copied some assets i need uh, assets asses yes i've copied asses. some mm-hmm. Damn, uranus. important folder mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the folder of uranus i'm kidding Ooh, am i <laughs> shut up um <laughs> so while i still had full speed hotspot speeds i started um grabbing some stuff from like from my remote access to and like saving it to my drive and then I get that notice from T-Mobile and I'm like cool I had to come up with some fakakta way transferring files to people because I mean I can design files fine like I can design things edit things just fine but how am I supposed to send it to people to approve (laughs) or to schedule for you know for social media so instead of trying to wait and trying my patience even more with 128 kbps hmm. what i ended up doing was i kept my phone fl- my my phone plugged in to my computer and so whenever i needed to send a file because my my f- regular phone data was still high speed like my lte was still like good lte speeds like it wasn't hmm. like you know it wasn't 128 <laughs> and so I would take the file, drag it over to my phone, to a folder in my phone, and then I'll go into whatever app I need. Like if I'm sending it to someone um, directly, I'll just open up Microsoft Teams and then I'll just send it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have OneDrive, so I can just upload it from there. Um, I also have Microsoft Stream. I downloaded the Microsoft Stream app because I was video. And you know I wanted to be able to get like feedback on it and sending it through Microsoft Teams was a little like meh or whatever. So I figured sending it through Microsoft Streams was easier because I can just send them a link to it. And then if they, you know, and I'll get them in the habit of viewing it there for any like updates and notes or whatever. And if they want to send it to other people within the company, you can send the link because the, the, I set it to be public to anyone in the company. Mm. So, and if I have to download a file, like let's say, you know, there was a picture that I needed of this one class or whatever, and I need to edit it, so it, it would go backwards. I would go from, you know, my downloads folder on my phone <laughs> and yeah, that, put that it onto my computer. And it's still better than having to deal with 128 kbps. I mean, there's another option. My boss was like, hey, you can come into the office to do that. My and first die. thought was, my first thought was people breathe in there. Gross. And then second of all, I'm like, if I'm, if I was only doing like photos, maybe, mm-hmm. but they have me on this like big video project. I mean, big for us or whatever. Um, they have me on this like big video project trying to render <laughs> on those computers will probably take a day and a half 
and would probably kill the computer. Jesus. So I'm like, I can't. Like, with this video project, I have to do everything here. Also, I want to do everything here, with, like, you know, even without internet, because my baby got work. <laughs> yeah, that a lot of people don't understand, or regular bosses under don't understand, is that if, especially if you are editing or a graphic designer or an animator, is like sometimes the machines we have at home are better than the ones that work. Unless you're working at an already, unless you're working at a, at an actual studio, yeah. That, you know, it's optimized for that. But this is like, mm -hmm. but if it's corporate, this is just work like or, a corporate or nonprofit or whatever, like whatever. And yeah, and I've been like telling them, like you know, the day that you tell me that I have to be on site to work, like if whenever we reopen. I mean, I kind of hope we don't, but at the same time, we do, obviously. Yeah. I need to make more money, but I, you know, I've been telling that I've been like planting the seeds. I'm like, if you really want, if you want this like good output from me, I can only do it from my computer at home. And I, th I feel like that this is what, you know, every, the lockdown has shown for everyone is that for many companies that you can do a lot of work from home. Yeah, but they refuse like, to see that because they're like, oh, I can't wait to come back. I'm like, Why? Yeah, why it's, it's, and i'm like you know like one of mom the, like she's you know she has a one-year-old and she can literally just feed her daughter just turn her camera off and feed her daughter done yeah and then and then the amount of resources that are saved time mm -hmm. gas money i mean but we're also like you know paying especially if you're in a multi-person household or if you're in a one-person household like if you leave the house for eight hours a day at a time like during the week there's you know things in and Assuming you turn things off. Oh yeah, you still. I mean, you're using more you still, of your electricity. You're, you're using your, your electricity. So yeah, there, there's true. So there's a there's there a is trade a trade off. off. Like I just feel like I was interviewing uh, one of the temper tantrum members. Mm. Uh, the temper tantrum is my dance company. Maybe you should go listen to our podcast. And Ooh, throwing tantrums. <laughs> Plug. But yeah, she she's a student going to CSUN, and she loves the fact that she can just move a minute before class and just boom and start work. Yeah. Start class, or for us, it's like literally just wake up, roll out of bed, roll out of bed, work, and then it's. And I, I really feel like it's a control thing for people who <laughs> want people to go back into the office. You, one of our former clients, he liked having me in the office because his office was that that funny far. person. Who? Oh, which one was that? He's oh, the, the financial the advisor. Financial financial. One. He he he's more the traditional businessman, where he like he likes knowing that you're there. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, for some reason, he feels like you being there, you are being more productive. When mm -hmm. in reality, like, I don't know if he's listening to this podcast, half the time, like, I knocked out a lot of the work there that's pretty not, quickly. Yeah. And then and you're then, doing work then, that's not for him. And, and then I started doing work for, essentially, yeah, I essentially started, I was pretty much using his resources and internet and the food that was in the kitchen so i was taking advantage oh, of there free you food. Go. You got free food so at so, least you got free food yeah and then he was a good guy he's I and mean, we're still friends uh yeah we had to part ways because he had a run and he was getting audited earlier this year because his previous bookkeeper was did something stupid so just <laughs> ironic because they're financial yeah I, yeah it's just ironic also a lesson is like you know be careful who you hire just because they mm -hmm. got an impressive resume doesn't mean they're gonna be good so uh, <laughs> we were talking about that last night yeah so yeah we'll get uh, you'll touch on that in a sec like but yeah like i, I just think it's weird that and the same thing is happening with uh my son's mom Mm, yeah, mom. I was gonna yeah. bring that up. What do you call it? She 
is working from home as well at the same time taking care of my son who's also going into second grade and you, you know imagine online online who's going to zoom elementary school zoom elementary um, school like it's you know trying to do a full-time job at the same time make sure your kid is paying attention in class is a fucking handful and uh child care is very limited and compromised we can't exactly be like, hey, neighbors, watch my kid. You don't know who they've, mm -hmm. been, who they've been contacted with. Like some, some centers are open, but it's just way too risky. Yeah, so it's like... Um, I know YMCALA has their uh, child care center open, and I know they're doing everything they can to like keep it safe, but at, they, at, across the board, they had, you know, they have a whole transparency policy. So if somebody shows up positive, they're going to freaking announce it to the public. And I haven't heard anything. With what their her job is doing going uh talk about my son's mom again like is she they're trying to force her to come back even though like she's been more efficient working there mm -hmm. like she's showed me her numbers versus the average much more efficient and what what blows me away is like if like you know companies like Google and Facebook and other companies are like letting their workers <laughs> a pretty uh, work from home pretty much they're the kind of companies that understand that you yeah. know safety comes first and sometimes some people are just better working from home yeah and then and it's it's wild because this person the for the district manager has been trying to force her, first force her hand to come back and then they, i think last week when they came back from their trip i was still talking about my son's mom they sent an email saying that she has to come back the following day and this and she got no heads up that this was being implemented even though the email said we implemented this three weeks ago if this was implemented the of three weeks ago where was my email three weeks ago yeah and then i if that was the case i would not have taken uh, a filming mm -hmm. gig so we would so i wouldn't be that much of a risk yeah it's just frustrating like people i'm, I'm, I'm noticing that people don't know how to they don't oh, know how to cope with this not, yeah I mean, it's hard to cope with it like says even though like i'm used to it kind of you're more used to it than i am like we have our days where we're just like fuck it taking a nap yeah i mean that's what i did today that, that's the great part like i feel like the the biggest fear of a lot of employers or bosses have that, is, that we're is, that we're having downtime yeah having a lot have. of relaxation time because you're at home you're watching tv spending more time with your family like why you, why the fuck i don't that? see my family unless we're having dinner you know it's like whatever it is like fucking you know do goofing off on work time and then i think so people, i deserve it people need to be valued more for the results they bring instead of the hours they put in because mm -hmm. it's it's you know that's it, how vision paradox work works yeah. like i don't micromanage i send very detailed notes i mm -hmm. do everything i can i just know it'll get done if it's not obviously they're going to hear the the guy ever you guys are going to hear from me mm. so and then i feel like that should be the same for, for many employers i'm not saying it's going to be the same for all i mean fields. we're a smaller team i totally get it but at the same time like for us like each department or team we'll just let's just call it team now each team within the bigger organization kind of operates in their own little circle because that's how it was when we were on site but the beauty technically of being on site was you know, we're a little marketing power and then we'll just so happen to run into somebody who's like, oh, hey, so about that thing you wanted, like, mm. that was it. Like, you can't run into someone online <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Like, you'll have but, to seek them out, which we don't think of anymore. Yeah. And the, I mean, I think that's the, 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 the benefit of being in person or on sites because you can mm -hmm. just easily access them. But mm -hmm. even, but 
similar in the sense online where you you message them to a point where it's crossing boundaries oh it's, it happened today so i ignored people, it but it happened today <laughs> yeah like we can easily just text people but yeah. this it, then that goes as texting people at fucking 9 p.m when i don't know someone trying to wind 9 p.m on a friday yeah so yeah like you don't go anywhere but like you go in and normally jordan like normally your son's over but like what if you were like what if you know I was there, and it was a Friday night, and at some point, hey, let's young people shit and go out on a Friday night. <laughs> I'm like, so, you're not getting a response, bro. Yeah. We drunk. So, I think we were, ta- we were just talking about, like, oh, yeah, people with fancy resumes oh, and yeah. low execution. Oh, yeah, we were talking about this last night. Someone we were talking who, about last night. who was working with you guys that, yeah. that very high... A you know, like impressive looking resume on the surface has done, you know, person was on the older side, obviously, because that's why they had all the experience. This, this, this is a classic case of experience that came with age. It's because they've worked in the, in the industry for so Except long. It wasn't like, it wasn't like wine. Cause then <laughs> he was in the industry for so long and then he, re- and then they retired early because they were fine. So did he wanted to go back to work for fun? Kind of like he he wanted to get back into it, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure he just wanted a free gym membership. <laughs> oh, wow! Um, but like you know, he had the credentials. Like he earned himself a an interview, which is fine. And I guess he interviewed well. I don't know. I wasn't there because obviously I'm like super low on the totem pole. Even like especially back then when we were on site, I wasn't involved in like you know what do you think? What do you think? Unless it's for my other department, where I had yeah. a little bit of seniority. For this one, it was just like I'm just down there, leave my titles, in, and that's what yeah. I was doing, kind of. So you know, introduced him, saying like, "Oh, he had all this like experience and blah blah blah." And basically, I found out that there's one piece of software that he had just started learning, and it's the most important piece of software that we've all been using to especially when we were doing everything on when everything was quote-unquote normal because we still did a lot of print stuff because that's just our demographic they we literally were like it's on the website it's online you can get on your phone i can send it to you they go no i want to see it on paper i want to be able to mark it down with a freaking pen i'm like okay boomer even though they're literally (laughs) 33 um (laughs) oh yeah so when it came time for you know one of our big print productions we have it every 10 weeks or so it was his first time working on it and he was basically taking over for somebody who's been working on it for years so we were basically just trying to fit him into the flow for now the flow that we had for now because we hired him at like this kind of awkward time where it's just like we need to get this done we don't have time to like walk you through it or change anything that'll fit your flow so you're gonna have to work with us Mm. and that didn't quite work out because you know it was person had no design experience period Mm -hmm. because this dude was like all corporate non-creative type and our team is tiny so everybody had to have some sort of design experience one way or another um Mm. not even design just knowing (laughs) knowing what what to do to make something look good so design i guess yeah um like you know nothing too fancy but like you know choosing one color over another is very important um especially for our branding and you know and like 
just the kind of basics of, you know, don't change the font size to make it fit into the box, like do something else to, I don't know, like to make it visually even or whatever, just don't fuck with the font sizes. Because this is a whole catalog and everything's in one font size for a reason. And if you're fucking with our font sizes, it just looks off. Like maybe to the layman, they're just like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah, but like, like you know, design-wise, if you're looking at it from this far, one section's going to be way more readable than the other. Yeah, a lot and of, that's glaring. A lot of stuff that we we do in regards to our work, like in terms mm -hmm. of design or whether it's print or digital, mm -hmm. a lot of thought goes into it. So it's easy on the eyes for the the end user. Yeah. It's not just like slapping pictures, slapping a font, Comic Sans. No, it's not like that. <laughs> comic Sans. Fucking... Listen, the only Comic Sans I will recognize is the Comic Sans from Undertale. <laughs> Design schools, uh, colleges and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Though I think you can learn it on, on YouTube. I, I learned uh, it by myself. <laughs> so like I thought people learn this stuff uh, and especially those who go to school, they learn. Uh, the oh, this gets drilled of, into you. Like visual hierarchy, color mm -hmm. theory, psychology, and going to these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff, especially when the with the minimalistic stuff, that yeah. style, uh -huh. like people. Oh, you can have to be clean, clean to do that. Yeah, to like pull people, that off. Yeah, because it's like it's like it's just le strong like letters and a color sometimes, mm -hmm. and people are like, oh, it took oh, that's you easy. three hour, took you three hours, four hours to figure that out. No, it took like yes, it did, but there was a lot of years. And it took one minute to execute, but like took hours. Conceptualize. Oh, maybe I should do this because there's probably a fifteen different versions of it that didn't work out too well. Yeah, you're like uh, understanding dance in a sense. You know, no, the people who graphic designers, professional graphic designers, and mm. artists have years of like studying it before mm -hmm. they can freestyle it. Yeah. So. I mean, we just like knowing the rules and just. I mean, and they're the self-taught ones like me that I'm just like, I guess this looks good, and then like, I show to someone, no, it's not. Why is it not good? And then they tell me, I'm like, oh, then apply it to the rest of them. Yeah, I was just I'm about, I was just looking at our new hires, mm -hmm. uh, designs. I'm about to red market right oh <laughs> after my this God. podcast. So, <laughs> I'll be at there's there's no style guide for this one, so she didn't really have anything to work with. Mm -hmm. She has some things on the uh, that's do working well. I'd say two out of three. So, but that beats the other the other person that we worked with previously. I mean, she did well. Well, work well. Great mm -hmm. attitude. Not as uh, I'd say stacked in terms of skills. Yeah. The the thing I was making mistakes on earlier in Vision Paradox was trying to hire more people. I mean, remember how big we were before? Oh my god, we were, we like, were a gigantic team. We how many like, videographers? Yeah, we had like eleven people. Mm -hmm. How people. many? How many social media managers? Yeah. So, but then eventually people went went off and did their own thing, and then yeah, you know, and there and there's ups and downs in the business, but like mm -hmm. more recently, I've been really loving the the practice of you know like. You know, it's not needing more people. It's finding the right person mm -hmm. for the team. Yeah. You know, that perfect role player that complements what you're looking for. And mm -hmm. the this recent hire, I, I'm like, I'm yeah, glad she's impressive. We got, yeah. We've had other social media managers come and go, but this the, this re recent one, kill and a, a, mm. that I would say if groomed can be like like. At a like Max and I in terms of like handling stuff. 
mm. and eventually giving a lot more autonomy and trust to do yeah. things because there's people that you bring on board and then you see what how they show up in meetings or show up in other in their work mm-hmm. and then you see like they want to they maybe you think your uncertainty in mm-hmm. how well they can execute if you give them more yeah especially if they communicate it but yeah it's definitely been refreshing to have uh an effective team team member mm-hmm. or a new hire yeah. so, and it's funny because i went before hiring this person god i i, I wasn't gonna hire them at all really like because i was hook. i i like when you shared like everything they sent over to you slash me i think i was on that and i was like looking at everything i'm like person's dope and then you recorded the interview and then you sent it to me i'm like yes yes <laughs> what, the, what the fuck are you waiting for yes because i went I, I hired her for website and then she mm-hmm. when she sent a cover letter there mm-hmm. was no cover letter oh and i was like hmm so i, I just decided to give it the one exception it's mm-hmm. funny like how, how that works sometimes you give the one exception and it just works out sometimes. There are some people who are of the belief that it's requiring cover letters for no reason. Like I know you're reading for letters. You want to see how they perform, but companies that require cover letters, you know, knowing how big the company is, it's almost close to impossible that they actually read these cover letters in order for them to get back to everybody in a timely manner. Oh my gosh. I um, and then, you know, a lot of these like big companies that a lot of people want to work for because hello that's where the money is that's where you know or it's a good like mm-hmm. resume fluffer and like you know for to make sure your resume is always erect you need a, <laughs> Ooh. you need a resume fluffer <laughs> Ooh. make your resume so, erect gross <laughs> um for those who don't know what a fluffer is look it up <laughs> um so anyway, so they use like some sort of like, you know, bot type thing where it just literally scans resumes and cover letters for buzzwords that they want to see. Oh, um, interesting. I saw this thing. It was like, it was somebody screenshot a Tumblr post where it'll leave space at the bottom of the first, I mean, you know, obviously a one page resume is key. If you can fit every any important information on a resume, keep it to one page. So at the bottom of that first page, especially if you're submitting your resume electronically, I don't know if this actually works, but they said to copy and paste a job description and then just color it white. Because <laughs> if they use wow. if they use those bots to scan for buzzwords, you have everything because you have the entire job description on your freaking resume. Wow. Like if that's actually true, if that actually works, that's some shitty thing because I could have just put, I work at McDonald's. And then I put that on job description. They're like, you get an interview. And it's like, right. yeah. And then you want to look at, you know, so when the interview, they're looking at your resume. It's like, oh. Yeah, like uh, that. That's I do something. Pro- I don't use a bot, but I have my filtering method. Like, uh, I think about 32 applicants went, came for this position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my favorite one is still uh, filter is like at the end of this, it's at the bottom. It's like at the end of this, your cover letter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, share your favorite movie and why. Yes, it will because you have that. Like that's your, yeah. that's your, you know, criteria. Like, d- like differing criteria that actually lets people know that you read everything. Yeah. And that's you know that they read everything. Yeah. Um, for let's let's just pretend all these big companies are heartless mm-hmm. and soulless. 
They're just like, we don't Let's really. Just pretend. Yeah, and <laughs> basically they just want the cover letter as like, you know, some sort of like way of getting jerked off by other people. Okay. Like, yes, let me tell me you're excited to work for this company. Tell me why. Okay. <laughs> like that's, you know, that's like, that's just how I like feel about it too. It's just like, you know, and it's like, it's every company too, especially if it's like a position that's like so low on like the totem pole. And then you have yeah. to, you know, you have to convey that you're so excited to work in the mailroom. Like, yeah, that's really like, do you want me to mm -hmm. lie through my teeth and like jerk off your company for you while I, while I'm at it? Like that actually sounds more humiliating than anything. I would love to work in your mailroom. When I was looking through applicants, like after I was 32, I only got five mm. and uh, I responded to, and then three actually got back to me. Mm. Uh, the New, our current our new hire was one of them and mm -hmm. five that i brought on you know as i they did everything i was looking for they read the directions they just they weren't good shared no. it. they they had they they had experience too mm -hmm. uh but when, after talking to this new hire the i was just like just clicked yeah the, the huge thing that i'm very particular about is you know you're not just hiring someone to an employee help you work you're hiring someone who's going to be part of the it's going to affect mm -hmm. the vibe yeah and then you know like max has seen we've max and i have seen like our meetings albeit they're online but they've the faces have changed so oh, yeah. much throughout the years and the mood has changed like at, at each time the meetings have changed like i mean it's always funny it's always you know we're we always have a good time we always curse at each other for whatever and it's like fine fine and you know and if Let's say we brought on a new person, they couldn't hang or like couldn't handle the dynamic we do have. I'm like, dude, you're not gonna last long here, at least here. Yeah. I mean, you might be better off finding a company that doesn't do this shit. Yeah, like like we're not like, gonna change for you. Sorry. Yeah, our culture is a little is I'd say like goofy in a sense. We yeah. like we we but, roast each other, we talk shit, we're very we're, casual. We're literally like we're casual, we're chill. But we also like Work no hard. one's time to get shit done yeah yeah that's what that's what i love i mean even getting shit done like you know the other night when you know like we actually did like some serious like review of like some client accounts like we were still fucking around but like we got some shit done yeah we were we got some major takeaways yeah shit and then i those who i feel like are definitely on the timid side or more conservative in regards mm -hmm. to things you say because <laughs> i will definitely say things that my offend that'll offend a lot of people who don't know me good thing we don't but... have hr <laughs> and i'm the hr i'm, I'm the, the hr rock son hard oh. rock look at these muscles i'm just kidding no one can see you <laughs> i know <laughs> just for you <laughs> didn't you say before when we first started you wanted to have an office for vp yeah, I kind do you of, still I, want? Do you still want to? Even like with all this, you know, being that, you know, sometimes work from home is best. I I like I, the flexibility. What about the office culture? What about the office culture that still makes you want? A I think physical office. That's a good question. I think the the main thing of the offices is, from in my mind, especially mm -hmm. since we came from like a more old school. Way, ways of how biz built mm -hmm. it's more like and it really it's really it, it, for me it's more like a, a almost like a trophy of legitimacy 
True. Like, yeah, we have our own business. We have our own location. There's, our name is Come on a building somewhere. Yeah. Like our, our even yeah, though our, nobody comes in because everybody works from home. <laughs> yeah, or like our, our clients connect. <laughs> it's just clients... me and you. It, it's just me and you. You're on a skateboard. <laughs> I'm yeah, on a scooter. I mean, like. <laughs> I would probably run our our probably I would run our agency office like a startup would be. Mm. Like which is ball like, pit. No, 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 no. I mean. The amenities okay, that's are too many germs. Would be like would be would be yeah especially now like treadmill in my office would depend like but it's definitely like no cubicles and then <laughs> open space no you can have the basement office. okay well fine yeah. Yeah. i'm already in a basement office. i just like the idea like also having clients come into our office for to meeting all, instead for of actual in-person meetings like, yeah like even even now, if considering like we're proving that we can do everything online, we're still mm-hmm. we're doing a lot of our meetings through Zoom or Google Hangouts. But prior to all this, mm-hmm. we we're doing meetings <laughs> at a Starbucks or yeah, where it's or, potentially or very loud. Office. Yeah, or even on the phone. Yeah, so it's like having a like that kind of gives a sort of a sense of legitimacy, legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Or at Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, or. Oh, uh, what's the place called? Three Six Five Market. It's Whole basically Whole Foods. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It's owned by Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's that's, just a bigger Whole Foods. I mean, I, I, I think that's the part that kind of excites me, like how like we're we're still technically a new company in mm-hmm. relative to a lot of other ones. Yeah. I feel like we're also very casual. Because if we keep going with a team that we have now, it's literally just going to be you and me, and I'll probably end up living in the office. <laughs> oh yeah, like if what do you mean? Oh, if like with if the we, team that we have now, because we have one if, that's we have two, three. In total, we have five people: mm. videographers, yeah, uh, social media. Yeah, but they won't be coming or... into the office unless yeah. like you're probably planning out a film gig. Yeah, I mean that's part of the reasons why like an office appeals to me is because we True. would have an office to film, so you and can... we can we can create more daily content mm-hmm. or live streams or you know because one of the things and then we can actually just... populate our own social media. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one of the, that's what I was doing this so while I was eating dinner. Like, it would be great to have that, and I think mm-hmm. I mean if anything, it would just be nice to have a studio space. But then again, that's like extra, extra like Perfect. stuff that we would just. Like we were not using it every day. Technically, we already have our own. Not they're not, they're not studio equipment, but like they're good enough. Like lighting, you you have a backdrop thing. Uh, yeah, we have our we own have equipment LEDs, already. So and all that. I mean, we're not trying to film everything there. We're not trying to have like a studio for people to film at. Like we're still, you know, in a pinch. Yeah, we we, we can still execute. And just like having a yeah. dedicated space. Yeah. But I mean, again, again, everything is more like a want instead of a need. It's like it's more of like a, a glorification of like quote unquote success. But in mm-hmm. reality, I feel like more overhead. What I like about how we're operating is that. Oh my God. With like the the, the only rent you're paying are, for is your own rent. <laughs> yeah, costs are super low. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, obviously, we're paying the employees, paying the tools we need, money for ads, still plenty of profit. And uh, yeah, still making enough for rent. So it's like, I think, I, I mean, uh, I honestly was afraid of how Corona would hit VP, mm-hmm. but I'm glad we're doing well right now. And yes. I think right now it's like, I think, I feel like we've gotten into a pretty solid groove. So it's like, now it's like constant. I think offense. especially now people are trying to up their online game and they don't know how. Yeah. 
that's why they need us more. I mean, there are some people that would, you know, that kind of thrive a little better in, I guess, the traditional sense. Probably don't think they need us. Yeah, that's on demo, but like the ones we do have now, like I'm pretty sure they're trying to stay relevant in all through all this for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have to be online because no one's going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of meetings. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've heard about yeah. the term like Zoom fatigue though, right? Yeah, that, I thought that was a thrown around. Thing. There's like there's been like articles in some of these like business things like Forbes tag or something, but you know, essentially it's it's a thing. Like it's you know, I've experienced it, I've experienced it. Just people named it now because they're just experiencing it recently, like when home for everybody started. So Zoom fatigue, which is you don't have you don't necessarily have to be using Zoom, but Zoom is most common thing everyone's using lately. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. You know, it's, you can tell, like, you know, that an in-person meeting versus a video chat meeting is a little bit more exhausting, mentally and emotionally, than an in-person meeting. Because at least in an in-person meeting, you can feed off energy mm -hmm. from the person you're in the same room with. Mm -hmm. um, and it's easy, and it's easier, it doesn't take that much to read body language or, like, cues or whatever from the person you're talking to yeah. on a video chat you have to emote properly for your tone to get across properly hmm. like you have to like exaggerate your emote like you know your face you have to what? nod every time <laughs> you have to nod every single time you have to go mm -hmm, every single time just to show that you're still paying attention that you're listening because of this basic. like super corporate setting especially if it's a super corporate setting where every you know you still have to act your best or depending on who you're in a meeting with and it it gets you know if it's and if it happens on a regular basis it starts to take a toll on you and especially if you know that this meeting could have been an email yeah I mean, and yeah some of the stuff you said just sounds like basic active listening like it is you know, it is like acknowledging like mm -hmm, like and kind of yeah but if you have to do that every day with the exact like, same people but talking I, about I, the exact same thing i can definitely like relate in the sense of like like where I feel and you have to be on all the after, time yeah I feel excited after the meeting because you're just mm -hmm. vibing off with the energy but with the the zoom meetings you're you're throwing you know excited energy or, or you're you know you're communicating but it's just be it's you can't exact the energy transfer isn't exactly there from mm -hmm. you even though you're emoting it you just don't mm -hmm. feel it yeah it's like it's really that whole like Man, that whole like I guess frequency that we feel mm -hmm. from one another because it's like we're, yeah. as humans, whether like whether you you practice empathy or not, we we have some sort of we're empathetic beings in a sense where mm -hmm. we can feel the vibe from the other person and yeah, it doesn't transfer onto the screen. And then yeah, I can Max doing meetings every single day is sounds exhausting. I yeah, I had three meetings yesterday and that was just like. I was I still had a fuck ton of work to get done and edits. Mm -hmm. I was just mentally fried because you're just on. After my meeting today, and it's only what Wednesday. After my meeting today, I literally was just like, "Fuck it, I'm taking a nap." Because like mm -hmm. as soon as you know, you, you know, it was like, "Oh, all right, see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's meeting up far. Bye." And then you know, everyone's just like, "Bye," waving and smiling until you hang up. And the second. 
I hung up. I threw my headphones off, threw it on the floor, threw my shirt off. I'm like, I'm taking a fucking nap. And that's the thing with most meetings too. That most meetings don't emails. That's why I like. They, it was I, an hour, and I only like, got to speak for two minutes. And those of you who are trying to be productive and try to run your own business, don't check do that. Your stu- like, check yourself before you fucking wreck yourself. <laughs> yourself, son. No, I'm sitting. Okay. I'm not wearing it today. I have I my uh, I have a Spock shirt. But Trek- um, like, okay, the fir- purpose for Vision Paradox meeting is one. It's the only time we connect. Two. Mm-hmm. We get we I it's a verbal confirmation of like of what the tasks are being done. Sometimes I have the, the team task list so I can double check on things. Team powwows, which we which is what we're probably gonna do once a month now before mm-hmm. forcing there's an intention of like of an end goal that I want for this meeting. Half the time I think people want meetings is to fucking have their ego stroke. That's what like, it was. That, that's what that whole meeting was. So listen, I got to talk for two minutes. And most of the most of the, the 58 minutes that happened in that one hour meeting, okay, 54 minutes that happened in the meeting because the person that was supposedly running the meeting waltzes in five minutes, waltzed in five minutes late, which, you know what, fair, they have a child. But anyway, and they're almost always like not, I wouldn't say not prepared because they have notes from like another meeting that they had from like the higher, with like the higher ups or whatever. Doesn't sound organized. But, like, there's notes there, but at the same time, like, you know, they're just, like, reading through it. They're just going to be, like, you know, okay, so these are the notes I took last night, and last night on Monday. And then I literally was just, like, you know, name of client, and then brighter colors, and then, you know, like, and I totally get what that means, and you totally get what that means, because we just had that meeting. Yeah. And, um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see? Even not the, the name the of name. client. I just, I just remember the note we were talking about. Yeah, brighter <laughs> color. See, I totally get that. I still remember that, and that happened two nights ago. Mm-hmm. And there, that person's happened that morning, and they're looking at their notes and just reading off of it, and yeah. then they're like, so what did she mean? <laughs> I'm like, I, you're supposed to come to this meeting to debrief us of anything that we need to know, but now we're trying to figure out what that means. Yeah. So that was be... most of that, and then the, uh, there was a lot of like you know, mm. ego stroking, a lot of self backpatting. Like, oh, I did this. I'm like, always, always say what you just did, because we need to know. And then like, and for VP, we have our meetings where you know, you know, we, we had our biggest wins and all that. Yeah. But then again, we just do it once a week. Yeah. Not every day. Yeah, that that sounds exhausting. Like, it's exhausting. So do you do you think this podcast should have just been an email? <laughs> could have, we can try. <laughs> yeah, just make make it into a blog post. Um, <laughs> I mean, it could have been an email, like you know, like some of that, a lot of that meeting, especially the one from today, should have just been either an email or a chat thread. Even the yep. chat thread is exhausting. Like even after I woke up from my nap, I started working again. I kept, you know, I was working, I was working, I was working, and then the chat thread kept going. But like I was editing a video that they already gave their notes and they were like oh we need more footage because the voiceover is too long um, but they they wanted all that info on the voiceover mm-hmm. so i can't just trim the voiceover to fit mm-hmm. the video so i have to fit the video to the voiceover i was like all right cool it's an additional 40 seconds i yeah. can do that just give me a couple stills give me 10 seconds worth of video something give me something that i can put in there and I can make it work, you know, and then I mean, the person that was like doing the voiceover and that was like giving me the footage and everything totally fine to work with. Like she and I actually are, you know, get along like we're 
we're actually work friends. We're actually work family. So like after we have our meetings, I will text her directly and be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like, yeah, go, yeah. Go, going back to those of you starting on business or, you know, in the early stages of such, not everything has to be a meeting. If it can yeah. be an email, do an yeah. email. It, it and be, have all your info before you either start a meeting or send the email. And it, it, keep in mind, like, when you're do, doing this meeting, it's not just you're taking up someone else's time. Mm-hmm, time to work. And if, you know, time is our most valuable asset. What, what would be the most effective way to do it, to get mm-hmm. the message across? Because there are, I mean, again, there are, there are times to have the meeting, like a, you know, like a state of the union, quote, unquote, like to see where the company's going or the, yeah. and whatnot, or weekly check-in. Next like round of furloughs, you know. Yeah. Or, or, but if it's like things like, I don't know, notes, you don't necessarily have to make uh, a, a meeting for a it. meeting out of it. It can just be bullet points mm-hmm. or images and whatnot. Yeah. So, because then again, like half these things that are emails could be that's a five minute thing that can be consumed versus like mm-hmm. if it's a meeting, it can end up being a 30 minute fucking waste of time just talking, mm-hmm. circling around the same point. And technically, I was working on a lot more than they were. Like, my project was technically bigger than theirs because I have one big project and, like, a couple of tiny ones. They have a bunch of tiny ones, and they literally spent, like, you know, 15 minutes talking about each project and how they executed it. And I'm like, it's done. Just say, it's done. Just say, I sent this to the newspaper. Just say, I sent this to this blog person, whatever. You know, like... I don't know, like, I, I guess for me, like, for efficiency sake, especially today, I was just so irritable that I'm just like, you know, like, I kept everything, every sentence to like three to four words each. Did I was what, like, I was not about that life. It, did they pick I that wasn't, up? I wasn't, I, I don't know if they did, but like, picked it up. I just learned. <laughs> she, um, she picked it up because she was feeling the exact same way as I do. Food fam forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was just like, I think she had a little bit more energy to fake it. I had none. So it was just like, you know, and they were like, so they were just like, Max, so so we had this idea. I'm like, first of all, now you're coming up with ideas for for social media. And then if I say that's not going to work, like, well, do you have any ideas? I'm like, I do. Don't do it. Do something (laughs) else. You know, this idea I like pitched the other day, budget and everything. Let's do that because that works. Because you didn't have like the counter idea that they had didn't have a budget. They didn't have, you know, they didn't even have an end goal with it. They just wanted. They had a picture in their ha- in their heads and copy. I'm like, so you wanted to do a post, not an ad, because it's a waste. Of, it's a waste of money if you're gonna just have that as an ad. What, 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 what is it just like a promotional ad or is it just like a, a, a it was it was it was just supposed to be like update. a brand awareness here's the thing we were running a lot of brand awareness ads and and, and you know some of them have been pretty su- successful in a way if you know because the end goal was impressions and engagement i guess but really i mean you know if that's if that if the that's end the goal best. was impressions and engagement that's they were pretty successful ish so, but okay. mm-hmm. now they want conversions and mm. i'm like just so you know our the engagement rate versus the impression rate is like super low like a lot of people are seeing it so clearly i'm 
you know, you have a, like the audience is seeing it, but you can click on it mm. to like even click on the picture to click the learn more thing. Some of them I put the learn more button, some of them I don't. Mm-hmm. Like just to see if they actually do something with it. Yeah. Um, and nothing. There's no like, click. Or, I mean, there's, there's the, it, it's not that there's no clicks, but there's like, it's trivial. Trivial compared to like the number of people seeing it versus the number of like clicks. I'm just like, yeah, no, like we, like, you know, like I guess our audience is into the habit of going through Facebook or just the fact that we don't have a proper landing page. Maybe I mean, the because now I'm like going into like auditing mode. But oh I, God. It's hard. It's hard to audit if you you've seen our see website. <laughs> yeah, but where do, is it like? Well, it depends the, on what it just, is. Yeah, like so, like it's say you know childcare. Yeah, so class, we have a main childcare thing. But do they all end up to the say to the website or a specific yeah. page for it? Not the, the, a specific page within our website, at least. Oh uh, okay. Um, is the Facebook pixel installed? Oh yeah, I fought for that. I see why we like why like, maybe doing the objective being a traffic is that the traffic objective you're using if you're trying to for one of them yeah okay for one of them I, mean, I did traffic if, if they're trying to do conversions it's gonna be super expensive right now it is and I told them too I'm like if you're if you really want conversions you're they're, <laughs> yeah they're gonna need to throw give me the budget you're yeah they're gonna if you I, like no let you, me you, tell you what the budget is yeah you've told me you guys spend it but like, they're gonna need at least. One thousand bucks. A thousand dollars for like what three weeks? For like a three week campaign? Maybe a week. Is that week even gonna be good enough? Week to two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I is, told them too. I'm just well, like, guys, what you are asking for is currently think, very expensive. Well, the con- conversions in in regards to like actual payment, like mm-hmm. cash, mm-hmm. like they actually register on the website and pay, right? Well, that there's kind of conversion. The or one, are we to get leads? Well, the one that I, I told them that like you know I can the most I can give them is leads. I mean, that that'd be easy. I feel like yeah, the most I can them give them is leads, not conversions, because, and also most of the time the because the currently the register the website that we use the third party thing that we use for our registration stuff it's you know it's not our fault like it's how they design their shit it doesn't look good mm. it looks like somebody's html project from 2004 um, and, and for the, for those of you guys because we're talking shop now so yeah. just to give you guys a heads up like facebook ads like it and I know some of you guys just pulling don't the like curtain Facebook a little here and all that stuff, but like the beauty of pulling back the curtain a little bit here. There's a mini documentary actually of someone who turned off all online ads, mm-hmm. and they they shared like of what it was like when there was no Facebook ads. Yes, they saw more of their friends stuff, but mm-hmm. someone who was looking for certain products, mm-hmm. it made it harder because Facebook wasn't kind of sharing like, oh, this might work for you based off your searches and all that stuff. True, because especially we, with, even with like with with especially with like a Facebook Pixel. Yeah, most of it, most of our stuff come like most of us make our purchases based off recommendations, and that's essentially what the ads and pixels help. Yeah, sometimes I, I crowdsource it, my my recommendations for not for food because I am the crowdsource, but you know for <laughs> like I'm in this like Facebook group for like makeup, and I'm like, you know, does anyone have any suggestions for a dupe for this because this is just too expensive or whatever? Then yeah. and, and what do you call it? And you know, and I know there's a lot of entrepreneur scams out there like you know for, just just taking you know i know i, I we i acknowledge that that exists and the ftc and all this should should really 
fucking lay down the law. Learn but, to regulate it better. Yeah. Um, which is hard, which is easier said than done, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been things since the 80s. That's I should true. send you this one video of this one. Anyways, I'm, go- I'm going 80s? off on a tangent. Yeah, I was like, because Get Rich Crooks have been around. Quick yeah, they've been around forever. forever. Yeah, but um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. Uh, we're going back into Facebook ads. There's, we, yeah. there's a lot of objectives that we can be, that we take into consideration. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing when it comes to you know social strategy or when it comes to even the advertising is always you know what is the end goal what do you want to happen with this mm-hmm. ad and the in the perfect world all of them would convert but there's certain things that get that help people get there mm-hmm. which is like what a lot of mac is saying right now is brand awareness ads which is like they see the post so it's almost like looking at they a see billboard they're like, made aware of it and then yeah you like, know, the... like like seeing the avengers uh fucking billboard trailer where <laughs> yeah, yeah the, or a bill passing by a billboard that's the equivalent of it you see like mm-hmm. you see it you're aware of it and, yeah. you, and ideally, you want to make multiple touch points. Like you see the billboard at different parts of the city. Same thing here. You see it at different. You see it as a story. You see it mm-hmm. as a feed post. You see it on Facebook. Uh, you, it, 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 the idea is to try to get you more aware of it instead of instead of just a one and done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then there's traffic, traffic's uh, objective where you get to people from from Facebook or Instagram or what to where, your YouTube page of choice. You to your to your web website or landing page. Yeah. And then there's other ones like. Um, lead, like lead Leads. ads like so where you where you don't take people to a landing page but where they just with a click of the button you give their email and then mm-hmm. there's conversions uh where you that where the intent is actual sales yeah and then uh, where you where you actually put down your credit card number and you make mm-hmm. a purchase and that by far is one of the hardest and uh things to do because you know especially if they don't know you which is why like there's so many different things so many steps from brand awareness yeah. to converting mm-hmm. like and each time you go into it it gets more expensive brand awareness mm-hmm. ads you can probably get away with 100 bucks easy just for brand awareness because yeah. you're not trying to get people you're not trying to get people off the platform you're mm-hmm. not trying to make people purchase anything the conversions you're trying to get people platform off the platform put in your credit card information that's a lot harder it's so, like, so it's one thing to have people see it see what you have it's a lot harder to have them see it and then immediately want to go oh yeah i'm gonna buy that we had one we had a promotion it was it was supposed to be free it, it, it was free and you know they were like oh well this could be you know for a conversion ad i'm like you gave me a budget of 200 dollars. no this is not going to be a conversion ad and then and then we had literally 11 people avail of that promotion and you know, I went into the back end of our system, saw these people, and they were already already former members. Two out of the eleven actually called and signed up with somebody. They didn't do it online because they were hella old. But mm. um, so what I did was I literally emailed them. I was like, "Hi, you know, I'm blah blah. blah. I'm from the marketing department. Just you know, thanks for signing up for the thing. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Just you know, couple, just couple quick questions. A you know, how did you find out about the promotion? Because we sent an email, we had to send like an email blast or whatever to our current membership base to tell people about it. So like either you were forwarded an email or somebody told you about it. We didn't take out any paper ads or whatever. So that's out of the question. Or B, you saw it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. They were like, yeah, yeah. I saw it on Facebook. And they go, oh, so did you click on the, the the little button thing like i did but the website was confusing so i just called mm, see that's where, there was, that, 
And then there was somebody that saw it. They saw it, forgot about it, didn't see the ad again, but they wanted to do it. So they did go through the website to like go to it, but they didn't go to the website through the ad. Because mm. like they saw it, they thought about it, they said they were going to do it, but then they didn't see the ad again. Because mm. sometimes it's a crapshoot, but when you're going to see the ad again. So, and then there you go. You just shared two different examples. One, like if your website sucks and has a bad user experience, <laughs> that's going to F with your, with your uh, conversions. With your conversions. Because if, yeah. if it's hard to, if it's load slow, if it's not moly, mm-hmm. like it, it's, you know, it's going to, it's going to F with you. Yeah. And uh, next is retargeting ads. Uh, mm-hmm. Retargeting ads, if you probably might have seen this from Amazon, like mm-hmm. if you're thinking of purchasing something, but you change your mind and you go off. Like, you know, you go off the website, you'll see Amazon ads saying like, oh, I forgot something. For, yeah. And then, then here's the. Oh, my God. Nick's freaked me out, though. Nick's freaked so. me out a little bit. I was just like I had I was I wasn't even they weren't even in my cart. I was just looking at it. I was looking at lipstick or like this, like palette or concealer or whatever the fuck. And then I was like and then I forgot about it. I, it, I didn't order it yet. I didn't even put it in my cart yet. And then all of a sudden, like a couple hours later or not a couple hours, a couple days later, freaking. Next cosmetics on Facebook. Yes. Shop now and literally the exact same product yeah. looking at. I was like, it's a little creepy, but I know how this happened yep. and I don't like it. So, I mean, it, the advertising now at Facebook, I think, honestly changed how advertising works. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's made it more, you know, it's in a sense made it more consumer centric because mm-hmm. it shows what you're looking at and trying to like push you to finish it in a sense. It's also made it better for marketers and businesses to track the data and see what's happening and where things fall off in the funnel, which is like going from going from the website, going from an ad, going to the landing page, going to the registration page or purchasing page and to the actual thank you page. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much that happens that happens into digital marketing. And I hope this stuff has been like educational for you guys. Our, man. our registration page and like purchasing page isn't even technically rooted in our website so like once they click off like once they hit the quote-unquote register now the register online the web address isn't even our website anymore oh it's so like, it doesn't, yeah. can't even track the, the we can't track that the it just they just oh, wow. yeah so like there's we can't we really can't you know like one of one of the our managers has better experience with google ads and mm. you know she was saying that maybe we'll have a better shot using google ads i'm like i mean maybe but i mean yeah it's for intent, conversions at the least yeah for intent based intent based marketing mm-hmm. if they're saying like uh if they're, if you're bidding for like childcare near mm-hmm. your city yeah that would be that would be great for bidding because then then we gotta fix our seo then, then they well, it doesn't necessarily have to be SEO. Like it can. Just well, we be, just have to to begin with, because when people Google us, when people Google for childcare around our area, we're not the first one to pop up. True, but like with, with the with that's why with the bidding with the mm-hmm. Google AdWords, it makes you number one. That's true. Oh yeah, because so it says sponsored at top. Yeah, and then from there, if they go to the website, then the Facebook retargeting ads would come into play. Mm-hmm. So, true. But yeah, like and and just to continue, kind of educating you guys about conversions. It's not mm-hmm. conversions. Don't necessarily have to mean the purchases, but the, some conversions can uh, can be considered as leads. Yeah. So, and I know that's a little confusing because we just talked about lead ads, but lead convers- ads are, some yeah. people are looking for conversions in terms of how many people signed up through the website. 
-hmm. And then the conversion happens when they land on the thank you page or when they click on the submit button. And then I think, which is one of the reasons why, you know, they, they created the lead ads to make it less, to make it more uh, affordable. Cause again, because it's within Facebook still. Yeah. Because uh, we, we mentioned earlier in terms of the Facebook pixel, if there's no data on it, because and there's no, 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 I guess, quote unquote, frame of reference, and it's not experienced, so to speak, it's going to be harder to convert because there's no data on the Facebook p- pixel on what a conversion looks like. Mm. So if there's no conversion to begin with, it's going to be so much more expensive. That's why doing things like a traffic campaign first would be make more sense because you drive a lot of traffic and maybe you might get maybe one two or three percent conversions Mm -hmm. but at least you'll start getting data on what a conversion looks like on your pixel so i know this is probably getting super like technical and because we just not that anybody cares you think you just think facebook ads are creepy which kind of they are yeah and now you know why and now you know how they work yeah now you know how how facebook ads work um now they know how they read your mind (laughs) <laughs> yeah. they oh don't. man they just know where you go. they just know where you go yeah so that's it yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean the point okay the whole point of the whole before we got into the whole facebook ad thing was that you know obviously you know you know way more than i do about facebook ads and the thing is you know way more than any of them do when it comes to facebook ads and that's saying a lot because what I know is what a little bit of what you know. And I'm just like, like I came to you with this whole thing. And then you were like, oh, well, maybe not. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then they go, well, instead of and then, you know, like out of nowhere, you go, instead of that, why don't we just do this? And, you know, there's there was, it's just going to be another wasted $200 on another traffic or brand awareness ad. Because <laughs> that's what it's looking like. And, you know, they don't. They don't. They seem to think that good copy and a good image is alone is going to be good enough to for for conversions. I'm like, I don't need to not in here. 2020, bruh. It sounds like the ads are working. I don't know. I haven't seen the data, but it sounds like we talked about this before too. Is that the website needs work? <laughs> yeah, the website does need. They need need like I don't know. I mean, the registration site we can't do anything about. If it's shit, it's what we're stuck with. Because it's not yeah. even ours. I mean, Hold it's on. our thing. Like it says, like you know whatever the fuck the 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 registration website dot our company name dot whatever slash register thingy so like it doesn't even start with our actual website yeah that that totally ups with your ability to for the pixel to track anything yeah and like Uh. i told like i i you know then i've been telling them like i've been trying to explain it to them i've been like showing them the data and they're just like you know, they, and they were like, we don't know what we're looking at. And I'm like, I literally narrowed it down for you. I highlighted things for you. I'm like, this worked. And they put a note on there. This worked because ABC. This worked because I did this to the budget. This worked because I added another, like, $100 to the budget. Yeah, and then one, one thing to, to add to that, like, because I've been doing this these meetings with one of our real estate clients and another one who's a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. We, the, sometimes I feel like the ads do work. Mm-hmm. It's what ha- it's the thing, what happens after the ads mm-hmm. that people that mo- many business owners aren't paying attention to as well. Yeah. And those of you who like those again, those of you trying to product, hopefully this is fine, or starting an e-commerce thing, so starting a shirt brand, whatever it is. Hopefully this is 
being like juicy information for you and somehow this became like a super like a facebook tut- ads tutorial we were gonna we were just gonna make this titled first world problems but we kind of got we're into not. this is gonna be first world problem slash advertising 101 <laughs> yeah like what well, one thing you definitely want to look for with your Facebook ads is good CTR, CPC, and all this stuff. And you can you Google all this stuff. But if, say, you are getting a lot of landing page views, this is where data is important. Mm-hmm. Google Analytics, see the bounce rate, how long are people on, meaning how long are people staying on your website or staying on your website versus leaving it. Another one is heat maps. What are people doing on your website so you can track their... Where do track they linger? Their, yeah, where do they linger? What are they trying to click on? What are they not supposed to click on? And then optimize your website that way. Everything is about like, like okay, you're literally stalking these people on the step-by-step way uh, of on where people are going and you want to optimize it so people go to where you want them to go or mm. take the action you want them to take. Uh, so which is why things like Google Analytics, things like a heat map will help. And good design sense helps out a lot. I mean, it's like, this is why like I think what we do is the 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 blend of let's say science and art data and art we, data and art because we have to know they go again cheese because we because we have to know what data to help dictate what we create but what we create also you know can influence the data mm-hmm. so it's and that's in, for anything that's bad. for yeah. advertising that's for social media just regular social media like posts yeah youtube videos so, yeah, and this is all like the 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 sexy stuff no one ever sees. People mm-hmm. think when you know when we do social media, it's like, oh, so you're just on Instagram all day. Oh my god, you're just on, you're just like sharing pictures. That's like mm-hmm. one. That's baby bones. Small part. That's like that's entry level shit. Yeah. <laughs> Before I was able to take pretty much full control of social media for my uh, like of our our day job well not full control because they still tell me they're like oh this might be worth promoting on social i'm like it's fine and then i'm the one to make it work it's not like you know use this picture and use this copy i'm like no i'm doing everything basically they give me something to promote i conceptualize the post Mm. because then either i decide this is going to be a video this is going to be a photo this is going to be a carousel this is going to be just one whatever and when I was say before I took that over, I was working with somebody like I was working with another with another person that was like handling it, and then, you know, they were like they clearly admitted to me that they barely know what they're doing. Their experience, their main work experience in marketing was actually graphic design, and they just got thrown into social media. Because she knew how to work a piece of software, and that was mm. it. But like she didn't, you know, she didn't exactly like you know try to go in there and like look for the data and see what works or whatever and like optimal posting times and you know Mm -hmm. what works with the audience like what do they like to see Mm -hmm. and when i started doing it and i started expect like initially when we were we were first on lockdown we couldn't use any of our old assets because it showed everybody standing so close to each other hugging high-fiving kids wearing no masks or like well some kids can't wear a mask because they're too little but like you know kids just straight up hugging and like all over each other like a baby with a toy in her mouth which is adorable but like during these times like especially 
when it you know b- b- the initial lockdown like, it becomes a little too insensitive to see that it's like you know yeah. we're all stuck at home we can't touch anyone yeah. and you're showing me pictures of mm-hmm. what used to be like fuck you mm-hmm. so we couldn't use any of our old assets so we were relying heavily on like stock photos and initially people weren't responding to the stock photos themselves just like the stock photo mm-hmm. a stock photo and then i was like all right well let's try pumping up the photo like you know we'll put you know we'll put like a duotone thing on it or you know we'll put some designs on it and all that jazz and put like actual like you know if it's for if we're promoting like a sports class then you know it's stock photo of a kid by himself holding a lacrosse stick and lacrosse blah 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 and you know like like super like highly not highly stylized but kind of kind of stylized and people still weren't responding to it like i mean nobody's like engaging with it they're seeing it and i've seen people sign up for it but like so clearly they're seeing it, but they don't really exactly enjoy that. They don't relate to it. They're just like, oh, cool. Thanks for telling me that this exists. Hmm. I'm going to go sign up for it now. And then we started to start running all these classes and we were getting pictures and videos from the people that are setting up or for these from the instructors. And I started using them. Sometimes I don't even edit them. It's like here, like, um, like, and I told them like they would rather see a blurry picture of their kids as opposed to a well-shot stock photo like that's that's our audience like you know coming from it sucks from like a design standpoint you know i went through all this effort of making this thing look pretty they don't like it i threw up a blurry picture of a kid running and they liked it i mean they liked it better that's the beauty of social media it doesn't have to be overly produced it can be as raw as like a as a you know a a phone from the photo and Mm. i but though i do think we are leaning towards more produced content yeah you know. i mean i guess it's just probably the audience like you know they just i think they just wanted to see their kids or themselves yeah and then doing these things like something that they can relate to now that's definitely another thing for you guys to consider too for, for relatability uh knowing uh your audience mm-hmm. like who is your audience that you're trying to hit that target because yeah and their frame of reference of the world do they so that's definitely like that's definitely what what maxine is showing and sharing with you guys and that's what i told them and that's what i told them too because they were like oh you know like someone suggested that i you know take the pictures that we do have and like you know quote unquote punch it up a little bit and i'm like i don't have to make it cool i don't have to like literally i posted this like you know i someone was too short so i just took a i took a screenshot of it then like maybe kind of color corrected a little bit posted it and people were like oh my god this is so cute Mm. and like you know like 50 likes 47 hearts um like you know like 30 comments and i'm just like see like this is what they like so you know mm-hmm. for and i told them for the ads if you wanted to go simple for a brand awareness ad we had this one picture that people really responded to like really really well and it's also good enough for something that, that it represented something that we were trying to promote for in the mm-hmm. ad like you know she's like oh we need an ad for this i was like Oh, let me just use that exact same thing for the, we posted it a long time ago mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I can just use that same picture for the ad. Holy shit. And people are responding to it. We're getting more clicks because like it's, you know, and the thing is we, we were able to skate around the whole kids thing because the kids backs were, kids backs were turned and like, you know, basically what we're showing is we can do an uh, in-person classroom thing while also doing virtual for the for the ones that 
you know, parents would rather have them stay home because the mm. picture was the kids with their backs turned to the camera was listening to the teacher reading them a book who's wearing a mask mm-hmm. and there's a laptop next to her that's facing her so they can, so whoever's on the laptop can see what's on the book. I'm mm. like, this, this is it. <laughs> this was it. <laughs> like, it's adorable. People responded to it very well. It's exactly what we're advertising. Yeah. So, like, I don't have to, like, write anything on it because, you know, we all know that sometimes ads don't work because you put too much text on it. Yeah, and then I think that's one thing that one of the takeaways, I hope you guys learned a lot from this advertising 101 segment of the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) It took up a lot of the podcast. Yeah, it did. Is that, like... This is what we do, so... Yeah, yeah. we're really spilling the tea on like our process and the things we think about. And mm-hmm. I, this should have even, been on the VP podcast, but whatever. Yeah, and you, the, even in a more raw sense, mm-hmm. like uh, what we're sharing. But Max is just sharing like the creative, which is like the, either the video or picture, is subjective. Like mm-hmm. good art is subjective because like we might have a really cool design. The market or your user, or your audience doesn't, doesn't like resonate. It. Yeah, well, no, like, not that they don't like it. They're just like, all right. It's again. It goes back to knowing your audience, knowing their get their frame of reference, their psychographics, all this other stuff, the quality mm-hmm. of stuff. If it's one thing to take away when when it comes to sharing stuff on your social media, it's like you don't just because you don't think it's good doesn't mean your audience will think the same. Mm-hmm. Or and then can't judge your audience for liking your more mediocre shit than your polished shit. Just, you know, like they just had different tastes. If you think something was mediocre to you, probably thought it was cool or more relatable because your audience probably wants to be able to relate more to things as opposed to just seeing, oh my God, look at this cool design. I loved how you did that. I don't think they care. Yeah, that's where the data is important. Yeah. You know, your, your one single objective opinion is very different from a mass amount of data from thousands of people. Because then, because if, if they're sharing, whether it's commenting or liking or sharing whatever, or even the impressions, whatever, it's going to show in the data, and the data is black and white. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. You know, it's not an opinion. It's there's like, no maybe. Yeah, there's no maybe. And then that's where you take the data, and then you again, what we say a lot is optimize, mm-hmm. for optimize for and adjust. Yeah. Got anything else to say about Zoom but, meetings? Uh, I don't know. I mean, not just like just <laughs> daily meetings. I mean, okay. Just to go back to that and possibly wrap it up, like the whole thing about it was, again, if you're going to run a meeting, if you really think, if you really, really think something had to be a meeting, gather your info and thoughts first going into the meeting. Because if mm-hmm. you're starting a meeting and you don't know what you're talking about, then there's no meeting. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's basically, it's basically just a circle jerk because then at this point you just wanted to kind of rain dump on your staff you just want to brain dump on your staff and expect them to interpret that and you know like spring into action i mean we're all adults technically we don't need to be told what to do but at the same time like you're our leader for a reason yeah like it's very similar into some of the rehearsals i used to go to where the art the artistic no director goal. was no uh, no the the artistic director wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. He was trying to come up with shit during rehearsal when he should have done it before rehearsal, so we can just do the work. Just do the work, yeah. So like very similar, like for those of you who are going to set up your meeting, you know, have your shit together, 
so that way it's not a, an interpretation game. It's uh-huh. more of here's the here's the information. Here's what we should do with the information. Empower your team with that information, and then be like, you know, go forth and multiply. Multiply. Um, ew. <laughs> and no, and like, and, and also like, yeah, like kind of like working off that. Like the thing is, like you know, this person is supposed to be our leader, is the one that has the time crunch because they have a one-year-old, and you know, like. She and uh, you know she and her husband have to kind of switch out because they both work from home. They have to switch out who watches who during what, like, whatever. And obviously, lunchtime is a her time. Mm-hmm. No one else is gonna do it. <laughs> Nobody else is gonna do it. Doesn't matter where they are, whether they're at home or at their parents. Yep. She has to do lunchtime, or like feeding time, basically. So, you know, again, like, you know, big respect. Like sometimes she just turns her camera off and starts feeding a child, which cool but this like she repeats it every time like it's like oh i don't have that much time we don't have that much time i have to do this i have to you have to go feed her to put her down for a nap okay well get to the point so you can go feed her and take her for a nap. or eliminate the meetings entirely or that and like sometimes i feel like i just want to be like can i go first hmm. that way i can just say my piece and like give you my update and then say peace and then say peace no i'm gonna accidentally <laughs> discount i'm gonna disconnect myself by accident <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean you told me about that today what do you mean you disconnect yourself oh you no my up? internet died <laughs> <laughs> it's really spotty here still because <laughs> oh no i can't wow. get back in uh, no <laughs> clever no i'll just I'll, I'll i'll send you guys an email a detailed email of what i've been working on which is what i used to do actually when initially it was just me and her because we had to whittle down our staff by a lot initially when we did the first furlough and you know like we'd have the meeting but at the same time again it's just me and her she doesn't even know what she needs me to do so I think she just runs the meeting so she can have someone to talk to oh wow um and then because you know like at the end of the day because we have our meeting like in the middle of the end of my work day I just send her like a detailed email bullet points I'm like this is what I finished what I'm still working on this is what I'm going to be working on when I'm done with these and it was every day it was that system every day and that worked a whole team came back on and that got eliminated because then a lot of the things I was doing was being redistributed back to other people mm. so now I flow. yeah so it, it disturbed my flow I'm just like so who's doing what like who's designing this ad me or who Hmm. Like I've been doing this for like months now. So if someone else is gonna take it over, fine. Just let me know who, and just let me know if this is gonna be permanent or if you're just experimenting. So you know, again, some meetings should have just been an email. Oh, and speaking of like chat threads, I was gonna get to the chat thread before wrap it up. So again, I give myself a cutoff time of five thirty or six workday. Mm-hmm. And that's already counting, like, my breaks, which is either eating or sleeping. Mm-hmm. Sometimes both. <laughs> while sleeping? Eating while sleeping. No, I'll just, like, scarf down a meal real quick and then just, like, take a nap. When I lost power and internet, there was a lot of time, that work time that I lost in between. So I was trying to make up for it by working a little later when I did get internet back. Like, on the, some of the days that I did get internet back, I was actually doing some work and communicating with them while doing the work. 
And the thing is, I sent it without thinking that they were going to respond back. I thought it was just going to be like, you know, read this tomorrow, mm-hmm. then respond to me. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I guess we're talking about this. And my that was my mistake. I allowed that to happen. I mean, I started it too because I sent them a file that I finished. Yeah. After your – After my my – deadline but you know my thing is i was like oh i was just making up for lost work blah blah blah. and then they go oh okay and then i allowed it to happen and i kept allowing it to happen now at 6 37 oh no i'm still getting no the 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 group chat thread was still going i just wasn't responding to it because i wasn't part of it i mean i wasn't in the conversation really they were kind of discussing amongst themselves and then somebody mentioned me in the chat said but it was more like, hey, I uploaded those files for you. So I just said, thank you. And that, and that was it. I said, thank you. And they go, and then, you know, and then my boss goes, let me know if you work on that time. I'm like, I'm not going to. I'll work on it first thing tomorrow morning. And then I was just like, fuck. Did you message them? Yeah, I said, back? yeah, I said, oh. I'll work on it first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, I should probably do that because I ignore half my, <laughs> I ignore like any late night text. I'm like. I, I normally tomorrow. I normally just ignore it and then respond to the tomorrow morning or just yeah. deliver first thing tomorrow morning without even yeah. confirming that I'm doing it. Yeah. But because I allowed that to happen the other night, I wanted to let them know, like, okay, now that I'm back to my workflow, I was trying to like said I was like, I'm going to work on this tomorrow morning. We are back to this now. Like mm. I don't have work I don't have lost time to make up for anymore. Yeah. Like this is it. I am I've been I've made up for the last time. You have paid me for that time. Now I'm back. Back to my regular workflow. Don't talk to me after five. Yeah, I mean it's important to have boundaries, man. All right, so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, Awkward Tea Party of First World Problems and Advertising 101 and you know, effective communication or running a meeting properly. <laughs> what efficient just, communication. If it, yeah. So with that, if I hope you guys enjoyed, if you like this episode, make sure you hit like, subscribe, share this with friends who you think might find this entertaining or educational today. Yeah. And just to give ourselves a quick plug, if you guys are interested in learning more about social media marketing, we do have a YouTube channel that you guys can check it out. It's, it's Vision Paradox, our company's YouTube channel. Links are going to be in the description. Or if you want more of a step-by-step approach in how we do marketing overall in regards to our philosophies, not just mindset stuff. I think that's a, a, so many things people cover that, but we mm-hmm. also discuss the importance of, you know, we, we touched on the importance of knowing your audience, but we also have exercises to do that. Copywriting. Um, copywriting, how to approach each social media, understanding the, the psychology of each platform. Because each platform, not, yeah. someone on Instagram is very different from someone on YouTube. If you guys mm-hmm. are interested in that, make sure to check out our online course. Actually, I'm probably going to make a special promotion code for you guys to check out. We'll probably promo code in the description. Promo code is going to be in the description uh, when this comes out. And it pro- it'll probably expire within three days because that's uh, what our hoster, our hosting does now because we can't just do in, in, really? an indefinite. Yeah, we can't. We, we can't do an indefinite amount of three-day promo code. Yeah, because otherwise I would have made like for those listening to this podcast, it was like, oh, those listening, this would be an exclusive deal for you guys. And then you huh. can see it. And then we can actually see who... <laughs> Yeah, who but, came to the course after the podcast? Yeah, but now it's like now it's only limited to three days, which sucks. But there's gonna be uh, promo codes in the bottom. Just click the link. Everything we just said is actually is gonna be the link 
in the description of this podcast, wherever you're listening to, whether it's in Google Podcasts or Spotify or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. I think iTunes is dead now, right? So, yeah, it's just Apple so, Music and Apple Podcasts. Oh my gosh. And Apple so TV. Dated. So yeah. With iTunes. That, <laughs> uh, with that. Okay, boomer. <laughs> appreciate you guys for listening. Have an amazing day, week, night, life. Month. Uh, make sure to... Make sure to register to vote. Make sure to go vote. Black Lives Matter. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Beep.